Thanks for listening to Sports Biz Podcast. Tonight's guest is Denise Zach. She is a leader in mental health, mindfulness, wellness uh, for athletes and entrepreneurs and uh, business executives and corporate executives. You really don't want to miss this. Unfortunately, the, the sound on her side is a little bit low for the first five minutes, but then the audio comes back up, and you really don't want to miss this. I'll say it again. She is going to run a session down at the Sports Biz Startup Weekend in Orlando, so she'll be down, down there running a workshop with us. Thanks again for listening to Sports Biz Podcast. coming close to paying attention uh denise zach uh, our guest on sports biz podcast denise thank you for coming in for and you flew all the way up from florida just <laughs> just me, for this That's it. as it should be i mean what's a sister-in-law to do <laughs> when uncle rob says aunt denise no i mean you know i'm just you know i need i need a new blood in here you know yeah. so so Denise here is on the on the Sports Biz podcast interview with influencers, and um, so tell us about. I know about your journey, but tell tell our my online community about your journey through higher ed and how that formed the foundation of where you are in your life right now. So um, maybe I'll jump even a little bit before higher ed. Just out of, yeah. of, of college, real quick, I went into special ed yeah. for six years. We um, can take all the time we want. Yeah. There's no real quickness here. Whatever you can tell. Boring, really quick, whatever, within 20 minutes, we're good. <laughs> um, I just knew that I wanted to help people, but I, I was in special ed. Yeah. And, um, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, and that was a really frustrating feeling. Yeah. To know that I wasn't in the right place, but not know what path I was supposed to be on. Yeah. Did a lot of soul searching, uh, a lot of online investigation, just looking through and kind of figuring out different careers and different paths, and came home every day unhappy, unhappy. Loved the children, loved helping them, but didn't want to be in the classroom, didn't want to be. Yeah. Um, and I found some higher, you know, uh, higher ed, I found some. A master's program in counseling. I want to help people. Yeah. So I started doing some research. Yeah. And fell into uh, the master's program that I, you know, the counseling site at, yeah. at Southern, and I did an internship in the counseling office there, and I just that was it. That was I it. Fell in love. Yeah. Fell in love with the students. Fell in love with um, my job. Fell in love with what I was doing and how I was helping people. And started off doing a lot of career counseling. Yeah. Um, career exploration, um, career development. And even taught at the, the graduate level for a number of years, part time in the summer. And then I uh, moved into the kind of nitty gritty mental health stuff after, after a while because the acuity of um, what we were seeing on campus just really um, dictated kind of what, what we did. So, we, so things changed. I mean, you were there for what, 75 years? Yeah. <laughs> <Not bad. laughs> 20, 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. So within those 20 years, um, a lot changed and you saw more of a focus kind of going, was it, was it the, was it just the time in society or was it the type of kids that started to come through those doors? Were the, were the kids different or were their problems just different? I don't, I don't think the kids were different. Um, I think that I just got into the field at a time where 
mental health issues were really just starting to kind of be paid more attention to yeah. in a way that um, families were bringing their children to counseling. Um, maybe they weren't telling people about it, but they yeah. were definitely doing more of it. It was becoming more of a regular thing where people sought counseling services. Yeah. The, taboo, the taboo was still yeah. amazingly um, large and, and, yeah. and certainly a, a big barrier for people to, to go over yeah. or get through. But over the course of those 20 years, the stigma has lessened and lessened and lessened because of the work of you know different groups and organizations um, in our in our country, uh, specifically on our campus. The work of Active Minds, which is an organization that gives dignity and mental health issues which I advise. And so we did our best to help students know that you know if you're struggling, don't struggle alone. Ask for help. Um, you know, here's where you go. This is how you access it. Because we knew that it didn't matter how smart you were. You know, it didn't matter. That you graduated first in your class. Um, what was going to determine whether you were successful was how resilient you were. And if your mental health isn't in a good place, um, the likelihood that you're resilient decreases. Mm. So we knew that um, from the research that was coming out and from the work that we were doing, that students who weren't afraid to ask for help, who weren't afraid to change directions, who weren't afraid to um, or got help in, in doing those things and, and weren't afraid to say, hey, this is what I need, can you help me? Those are the ones that were able to then succeed. So, so the students didn't change. Um, caveat, because um, you know, the issues were always there. They would come into the center and we would, we would take care of them, um, help them as best we could. Um, uh, that being said, I think that with the advent of our society and the way that society is super connected now, 24 seven, nothing ever turns off. Social media doesn't turn off. You know, if you were being bullied at school, you would leave school and you were safe at home. Um, you're not safe anymore. If you're bullied at school, you're bullied 24 seven on social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Um, and so those kinds of things have changed. So I don't, I think that kids are also exposed to a lot of things. A, a lot more, a lot more intense things, a lot sooner than they ever were before because of technology. Mm -hmm. So the beauty of technology is we can do whatever we want. We don't have to put our boots on and walk 20 minutes across campus, mm -hmm. you know, to find out who the president, 13th president of the United States was in an encyclopedia on the fourth floor of the library. You right. know, we look in our phones, we get it in five seconds. Yeah. But the downside of it is, is that it never turns off when we're sleeping. You know, so all of that does impact the way that our brain functions and how we view ourselves and how we look at ourselves. And that's never happened before. Yeah. So although students themselves haven't changed, they are changing because of the way that society is changing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you, do you see yeah. the same thing with athletes or what's happening now? You know, especially, <laughs> um, I think it's every NFL team now has the health, uh, wellness, yep. um, yoga, meditation, they all have it now. And the oh, yeah. mental health um, professionals, not yeah. the health coaches, right? They don't, right. they used to have sports psychologists, right? But they got away from the psychologist part, scared right. everybody, right? Right. Now it's okay to have a mental health coach. It's right. actually accepted. Right. And, and, and sought after, right? right? Because now it's like, Oh, we realize that you're, if, if the game is 90% mental yeah, and your mental health isn't good, right? 
then oh, there's a child there's some problems there <laughs> let's let's see let's make the connection yeah. right it's very true yeah. i mean i met with somebody yesterday who played 10 years in major league baseball and he says the one thing that i talk about even now and i realize a light bulb went off he was like it's all mental it's not about your heart it's right. it's not your heart it's your mind right right it's the size of your brain and can they handle diversity and all that right Right, you know? absolutely. And, and probably a combination, a combination. of the two, yeah. right? Um, because you have to have that kind of passion and that fire inside. Yeah. But if there's something going on mentally, um, then you gotta, you got to take a look at it. You, you have to pay attention. You can't ignore it and, and push it down and think that it's not going to pop up somewhere in your game or you know, on the field, off the field, where, wherever. So what, where do you see it happening now with people that are responsible for just not only students, but professional athletes, college athletes? Where do you see the whole system and industry going? Do you see um, folks like yourself who have been in the business for 20 years? Do you think, you know, there's, there's a whole divisions and departments that start popping up, not just for the kids that are reaching out for help, but everybody who comes through those doors. Yeah. You know, I, um, I, I can't speak for other campuses. Um, You know, I'm just kind of mainly dealing with Southern's campus. We have a close relationship with a lot of the coaches on campus. They, call us, they'll say, you know, hey, I'm worried about this particular student. Yeah. Can you talk to them? Or can you come talk to the team about um, yeah. mental health issues? Can mm. you come teach a yoga class? Um, our, our team seems pretty stressed. Can you do a mindfulness session, a yeah. meditation session? So there are our centers pretty connected with the university yeah. and the, and the, the uh, division of athletics is very aware of the need for um, the health and, and wellness of of the, the athlete, the student athlete. So they call on us in, in various ways. So yeah. there isn't a, there isn't a, like a program in place specifically, and yeah. there isn't a department that's popped up specifically for student athletes, yeah. but the coaches know where we are and the coaches themselves. will. so I teach a mindful life, mindful life coaching, which is the thing I'm kind of yeah. spreading into now, right. but I had a lot of coaches take that themselves yeah. because they not only personally benefited from it, they brought it back to their team. What do you think about entrepreneurs? What do you think about people in business right now? I mean, even with dealing with, you know, just even Dave, who's at a high level executive in corporate yeah. America, yeah. how is the theory and the practice of what you know, how does that apply to people in business? Um, personally, I think it's critical. Yeah. I, you know, I, if, you know, people say, well, I have mindfulness, what is that? You know, yeah. some monk on top of a hill. Yeah. Um, mindfulness is this umbrella. There's lots of different facets of it. Um, meditation is a piece of it, um, which is more of a kind of focused, you know, sitting and, and really concentrating. Mm-hmm. But I think mindfulness is critical and it's for everyone. Mm. Mindfulness is the ability to be where your feet are, to not let extraneous things get under your skin, um, throw you off your game, um, make you ineffective, make you reactive, right? If you're able to be mindful, then in any moment, you're going to be able to take a step back and say, oh, hold up, what's going on here? How am I reacting to this? What, what role am I playing in this in terms of how I'm feeling? And what's going on around me? What's the dynamic in the group that I'm with right now? When Dave comes home, but my husband, um, you know, I love getting into those conversations with him. He's talking to me about the dynamics of the team um, and kind of how he works. And I'm always like, well, how did you react to that? And what were you thinking about this? And what do you think that person's intention was? And what do you think was going on for them? And yeah. so mindfulness and what I'm doing, I feel is a, is a critical part in huge and part of it. Huge, huge. I see it all the time now. The, yeah. I think the crossover has definitely happened. Yeah. 
quickly. Yeah. I think there's a there's a guy out there, uh, Gary Vanderchuk, who a lot of people know. He's kind of trending in the market. He's kind of this leader that has written some great books. Mm. One is a um, jab, 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 right hook. Mm. It's kind of about bringing value to people. Um, EQ. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. all of those things that it's it's it's. I think he's brought in that mindfulness now to yeah. entrepreneurs. I think he's yeah. made it cool again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's made people understand yeah. that that part of it. Yeah. Um, um, people talk a lot about, and I talk a lot about it too, is it's gratitude. Like have gratitude, which is yeah. part of being mindful. Yeah. You know, just All think that. about it for a second. I think some people with uh, meditation, I think it, for years it's been like, oh, well, those are for the those are for the the, cra- people. the, the yeah. crazy people at <laughs> right. Those are for the crazy people at Dave Matthews concerts. Right. right those aren't right. for mainstream executive who is a, a heavy load on his shoulder or her shoulder. Right. Right. But in, in retrospect, now you look at it and say that's exactly what they need. Right. That's exactly right. what they need to get right. going. And and that's the thing that I love. The reason why I love teaching mindfulness is yeah. because I love teaching people what's going on inside their brain and what part of the brain gets activated yeah. when you're being mindful. Because if people knew that, yeah. you know, I was working with someone once and I was explaining to her what's going on when she's freaking out yeah. and what's going on to her with her when she's being mindful in her brain. And she was like, you know, they told me to start meditating four years ago. If Hell, if I knew that, <laughs> I would have I started. She was, I thought they were just telling me to do something, be, yeah. you know, and I was just being, you know, defiant because I didn't feel like doing one more thing that somebody told me to do. Right. She said, but if I knew yeah. this was, why yeah this was why mindfulness works it's not some kooky little you know weird um ethereal thing that that doesn't have a base in in reality it is it is the most real you can get yeah you know what i mean it's just a centered space that that you can get to um because you're you're able to kind of sift through all the stuff that's extraneous and erroneous and and not helpful. What do you, what would you, what, what advice would you give to an entrepreneur who's in the middle of a crisis? Their business is not working out. Things around them are just falling apart. They're running out of cash and capital. They're maybe not making the right decision. They can't pull their mind together to get out of that hole and that trap that they're in because they're getting pulled by people looking for money. Employees walking out. Like, they know that they still have a business and they have to pull it back together. Right. What would you, what advice would you give them? Yeah. There, there's a lot that, that runs through my head when I, when I think of that scenario, yeah. actually, because, you know, part of, part of what I think about um, is the reflective piece. You know, how did I get here? Um, what things did I do? What decisions did I make that contributed to this? Right. There's that growth mindset, not let me blame everybody else for everything that, that went wrong, but really where do I stand in this and what, what, you know, pieces am I continuing to do that might be contributing to this, this downfall. Yeah. Right. Um, because if you are the president, if you are the CEO, if you are the leader of this organization, um, you know, leadership comes from, from, from you. And so they're looking to you to, for those, those things. And either, either you, um, maybe you faltered with, with, uh, um, you know, team building, maybe you faltered with um, putting systems in place. Maybe you faltered with um, spending, 
Yeah. Um, you know, whatever it was, like trying to just take a step back and see what what happened, what is going on, and then, you know, trying to get the people that you trust the most and the people that are um, the, I guess, the hardest working people, the people that are going to help you yeah. to kind of pull things back in line if you can't and listen to them. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, I think as leaders, as entrepreneurs, we have this, we we're so we hold so tightly onto the idea because it's ours, it's our baby, and we know best, and we know best. Yeah, but but sometimes we don't. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and yeah. if you're in this situation, maybe it's time to kind of listen to the thing that someone's been saying yeah. four, five, six, ten times that we didn't listen to over the course of of six months or a year or two years. We finally think, oh gosh, you know, maybe that is something I need to do. Maybe I'm not doing everything right. Um, I need help. You know? I heard this, there was a great interview and it was the former CEO president of, I want to say Verizon, that mm. he was there for years and years yeah. and years. And this incredible guy that kind of came up yeah. through the, the ground floor. Yeah. And he said the turning point in my career was getting advice from a colleague or superior that was based in Chicago okay. and said to me, why do you get personal with people when things aren't going correctly. Like you get, per, you attack them, you, you're not addressing the issue, mm. you're addressing them personally. And he's like, why do people from the Northeast do that? And he goes, why don't just, just look at the solution? Let's talk about the solution. He says that, and, I, and he said that happened early on in my career and I was able to kind of adjust that. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's right. Mm. And that changed everything on how I approach things. I stopped taking it personally if they were attacking the issue if things weren't going right because right. I took it personally like it was a knock on me, not right. And right. he says, and that changed everything. And I think Denise, looking back at just being in corporate America, running yeah. a business, I I see that people that have risen in the ranks in yeah. corporate America, especially the ones that become VPs and SVPs and higher up they don't take things personally. Mm -hmm. They have a way of separating it. Yep. They don't gossip. Mm -hmm. They don't talk about people and colleagues and coworkers. Right. There's a big separation and huge, huge, huge. right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's a huge lesson for people to know if they want to move up the ladder. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's, those are the main, some of the main characteristics. Yeah. Not that they're not smarter or harder working. Right. It's their attitude it's yeah. how they approach their job every right. day right. you know it's business. it's business it's business yeah and if you approach it that way um again kind of taking a step back and thinking okay that was that growth mindset piece that i was talking to you about before yeah. like what role did i play in that conflict right yeah. there you know or what what do i need to change in order to get better and yeah that person just gave me feedback yeah. am i going to get angry with them because they gave me feedback or can i think oh hmm, maybe i do need to change something and Maybe I'm not perfect. You know, we take things so personally all the time. Like you said, um, you have to surround yourself. You know, a great leader isn't someone who's the best at everything. They're the person who's the best at surrounding themselves with great people who are going to give them honest feedback, who are going to, um, you know, be loyal to them, who are going to work hard for them. You have to build them up, right? And you have to trust them. So you can't just be a solo person who's going to run around like a chicken with your head cut off and think you're going to get everything done. Do you feel that leaders have a servant's mentality? Like they're there to serve people. They don't, they don't have an attitude of you work for me. It's I work for you. What can I do to help you do your jobs? 
I think in on a, in a lot of ways, yeah. yeah. You know, um, leadership used to be from the top down, right? right. Kind of, you do this, you do that, you do this. I'm in charge. Yeah. Um, don't talk back. Right. Uh, but now leadership is is much more linear. Yeah. And and team based, and so I do think that there is a service, certainly a service piece to it. Um, I think people have to have, um, you know, they have to have checks and balances, you know, so they're someone that they're kind of, mm -hmm. that they have to, you know, check in with. Um, but I do think that, that the service industry, um, or the service piece of it, the service piece of leadership is, is a big, huge, huge piece, because that's where you develop your relationships. You with know, 100%. Relationships are the most important part yeah. of, of building a team, not who's the smartest, who's the best. It's mm -hmm. how to, you're, you're, you're more than the sum of your parts. Yeah. You know, like you can have the best people, but if they're not working together, the, the team's going to fall apart. Yeah. And you're going to have people, you know, infighting and sabotaging and, and self-serving stuff. But if the team works together, you may not have maybe the best IT person in the world, but if this person's supporting them and that person's supporting them and they're talking together, then yeah, he's going to do his best and he's going to make it work. They can make it work. Yeah. And a good leader and a good entrepreneur and a good a good founder of a company can put yeah. those things together. So let's talk about this. Sports yeah. Biz, a Sports yeah. Biz Startup Weekend. You're going to be yep. there. You're going to be doing a session on yep. mindfulness and what else? Yeah. Um, leading from the inside out, Yeah, basically. Um, so that, in a nutshell, is um, understanding what makes you tick. Yeah. Understanding how you show up to your day. Yeah. Um, what things are going to contribute to you being successful and yeah. what things are going to contribute to you not being successful. As an entrepreneur. Running As an business. entrepreneur and running your own business yeah. and how you make decisions and how you build relationships yeah. and, and you know, how you create yeah. what you want, um, how you kind of spend your energy throughout your day. What are you saying to yourself on a regular basis? We all have inner talk, inner self-talk um, as leaders. Oh, I talk to myself all the time. Yeah, yeah right? Like Sometimes out loud. Yeah, right. 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 It's like, like, what does that person have to rest? Right, 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 right. Yeah, we talk to ourselves. And so yeah. I, want, I want to know what that inner dialogue is. And yeah. I help people. We do activities. Yeah. And help people understand what their internal dialogue is because yeah. what you say to yourself becomes your reality. Yeah. Everything you say so true. ultimately becomes the outcome of your life. And so if you're not paying attention, and you don't know that there are some negative patterns in there, you'd be sabotaging yourself without even knowing it. Yeah. So I help people, you know, leaders, um, uh, people who aren't leaders, but coaches, right. um, athletes, I right. help them kind of understand what's going on inside their head. Uh, and then coming up with some strategies to help to change them and to be more successful. So you'll be there, uh, Sports Biz Startup Weekend, uh, January 23rd through the 25th, right down the street from where you live in Florida, yep. not yep. too far away. Yep. Uh, so you'll be hitchhiking drive. or skateboarding or Ubering <laughs> over. Um, so yeah. so Denise will be there. Um, go to gameplanu.org and register right up until September 1st is uh, buy one, get one free. But Denise, how do people find out a little bit more about you? So um, Besides LinkedIn. They can find yeah, you on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. And um, Zach is spelled Z-A-C-K. Yeah. A lot of people um, spell it a little bit differently. Yeah. And um, mymindfulnesslifecoach.com. MyMindfulnessLifeCoach.com. Yep. You couldn't possibly make that any longer, could you? <laughs> URLs are hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to put my maiden name in there, right? <laughs> Alive. Like, right, yeah. right. You know how many right. Rob Thompsons are out there? Yeah. Everybody made fun of me, and I said, hey, give me a life. Right. That sounds good. Perfect. It's a little self-serving, but what the hell? You know Why what? not? You got to do Denise, it. Denise, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Thanks, Rob. For, th thanks for flying all the way in. Yeah.
it is one little show of ours. <laughs> no, I'm gonna get back on the plane. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see you down to uh, we'll see you down to Florida in January. If you want to go see uh, Denise and be part of this uh, Sports Biz Startup Weekend, uh, register and she'll be down there. And then uh, check her out on that very long URL that she mentioned. I'll put I'll put it in the notes as well. Great. Sounds good. All right, Denise. Thanks, thank Robbie. you so much. Yeah, have a good one. Hold on here.